0: Listen, buddy, if you're looking for the diet, frozen yogurt bar went out of business last summer. Actually, I'm looking for a Batman number 14. And welcome to the Coffee and Comics Podcast. I am your host, the caffeinated Clinton Robinson. And uh, before we get into everything today, I want to let everybody know we have an unofficial sponsor for this episode. That's right, folks. This episode is unofficially sponsored by Ruth and Darren Sutherland, who were kind enough to gift me... A sampling of Comics on Coffee brand coffee. And just to let everybody know, today I am specifically having the Joker Blueberry Blast. And I'll I'll let you know, folks, it's quite tasty. So, thank you very much, Ruth and Darren. This is not a paid plug, anyone. i just let you know that this is an option that's out there, and maybe you should look into it. And, if nothing else, maybe you should make friends with Ruth and Darren Sutherland, because, quite frankly, they're nice folks. Alrighty, so, getting down to business. Today, we are looking at a little comic called Zen Intergalactic Ninja Defend the Earth number 2 from Archie. That's right, folks, from Archie Comics. For those of you unaware, Zen Intergalactic Ninja is, uh, well, he's this blue alien-looking dude that uh, looks kind of like the gray aliens that were all over the place in the early to mid-90s, you know, all through the pop culture stuff. I'm not saying they were all over physically. I'm not saying they weren't, but, you know. I'm not going to burst anybody's bubbles here because, you know, I... What I do and don't know could probably fill about a quart jar of... Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Zen was created by Steve Stern and Dan Coat. Um, As I said, Zen looks like your stereotypical alien with uh, blue skin instead of gray. He has no real discernible mouth. Uh, He kind of walks around in pants and boots with no shirt but carries a sword or similar uh, bow staff, usually, actually, from what I can tell. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, This is a limited series from Archie, Zen Intercollecting Ninja, Defend the Earth. This is a... 3 issue mini, and I have part 2 and of course professor Allen will tell you you know over on the relatively geeky network that the best issue of any limited series to have is the one right in the middle right no no yeah, if you're going to piece together a plot it's probably best to have you know 1 and 3 or 1 and 4 or however you know the the, the book ends but this issue is just called, the story here is called Defend the Earth Part 2. Story by Steve Stern. Art by Ross Andrew, Mike Esposito, and Will Sipser. So, yay, th- three artists. This is going to be such a good thing, right, folks? Oh, I guess I should uh, you know, give a shout out to the Longbox crew guys and say it's Mike Esposito. I can't do it as well as they do. Sorry, Delvin. All right. So, lettering by Bill Yoshida, coloring by Barry Grossman. Editor was Mike Esposito. Uh, managing editor Victor Gorlick. I'm sorry. Mr. Victor, um, I have a terrible time with names. There's always at least one per issue, but since you're probably not listening to this podcast, I doubt you're really going to be terribly upset. All right, so our story opens in Maine with Jeremy Baker training on his new jetpack system, flying around with Zen, accompanying him on a little flying surfboard thing until things goof up and Jeremy starts crashing to the ground. But thankfully he is saved by... one of their companions that I can't find his name right off. Um, It appears to be... Oh, for the love of goodness. Okay, who am I kidding? It really doesn't matter. He's saved by... One of the recycled heroes here. And it'll make sense in a little bit because they all return to their cave hat out where we meet the other recycled heroes. Yes, that is really their name, the recycled heroes. Because they are all made of recyclable materials. Trust me, it will all make sense later. I hope. We cut to... The government, military, bunch of people that are out to get Zen because he's an alien, and the government is always after aliens in the 1990s, because X-Files was indeed a thing. But was it a thing in 1992? I don't remember what your X-Files came out, but... Anyway, you know, that was the trope. And then we skip over to... Another cave, or somewhere deep in the earth, something like that. Oh, yes, far below the surface of the earth. It it could be a cave, though. Caves go down below. I'm trailing. Uh, That, where we find uh, Lord Contaminus, our villain of the story. And he is very much in the mold of a Saturday morning cartoon villain. He and his, I don't think he has a name for his lackeys, but they're all basically the opposite of the Recycled Heroes. They are big-time pollution creatures. Think somewhere between uh, Captain Planet and Power Ranger villains. That would be what these dudes look like. Anyway, we get their... Big plan about trying to find the geocrystal, which apparently uh, our good friend Jeremy Baker possesses. So that's how he created the Recycled Heroes. But if we, if Lord Contaminus gets the geocrystal and destroys it, nothing on Earth can prevent the coming of the Kingdom of Contamination. Scary, folks. This is the part where it's supposed to be scary. So, Jeremy tries to actually master using the geocrystal instead of the jetpack that we saw ten pages earlier, for whatever reason. And, lo and behold, he actually can manipulate the force. Uh, I mean, use the geocrystal, and it shoots a beam of light up into the sky, which, of course, our crazy general man who is after Zen happens to spot. And then we see a lot more of the Recycled Heroes doing Recycled hero stuff. Lord Contaminus sends off his guys for some kind of plot. So on and so forth. This feels like a bunch of filler. And... When Contaminus's goons show up, there becomes a big three-way brawl, and it's on, and... suddenly it's off, because... you know, we knock away a few guns from the military guys. But that's okay. We go and find Contaminus's goons on top of a tower, King Kong-style. Zen launches an attack... And we get about uh, six panels of fighty-fight before Lord Contaminus splatters goop in his eye and knocks him off the building, leaving him to fall from 60 stories high. Be here next issue for the Astonishing Climax. And that's where I'll take a quick promo break and be back on the other side with my thoughts. Xenozoic Xenophiles, a fan podcast devoted to the comic series Xenozoic Tales. It's a post-apocalyptic adventure series filled with Cadillacs and dinosaurs. I'm Ruth. And I'm Darren. We hope you'll join us as we discuss the stories, characters, and art in this excellent comic series from creator, writer, and artist Mark Schultz. Xenozoic Xenophiles is available at podbean.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. And find us at xenozoicxenophiles.com. All right, everybody back. Good. Let's be perfectly honest here, folks. This isn't the worst issue I've ever read. Uh, The plot is basically non-existent. This is a book designed to sell toys. How do I know this? Well, aside from the fact that there is an ad on the back cover for Zen Intergalactic Ninja toys, this just basically really feels like a 20-something page toy commercial. Okay, while I'm on it, let's talk about the toys. The toys are not great. Zen looks... Alright, uh, we have Jeremy Baker, okay, I right, put a pin in that, we have Jeremy Baker, we have Can-It, which is a recycled can robot guy, we have Lights Out, which apparently was the guy that saved Jeremy earlier in the issue, uh, he appears to be some kind of recycled computer parts guy, we have Lord Contaminus. Yeah, that guy. And Garbage Man, who is one of Contaminus's goons made from garbage. We also have the Hypership, which Zen's crew can use. And the Contaminator, which is a giant monster truck vehicle that Contaminus's goons use. Because it has Contaminus's face right there on the front and center of it. Oh my lord, these are such Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle knockoff toys. If I didn't know they were from a licensed property, I would have sworn these were the things that you found at the Dollar General when nobody bought you actual Ninja Turtles. Uh, Okay, let's go back to Jeremy Baker, who is of indeterminate age. They don't really specify anything. I'm sure he's probably meant to be a POV character for somebody, you know, 10 to 12 years old. Something like that. His toy sculpt look makes him look like he could be 25. The way they draw him in the issue is anywhere from, like, 16 to 20. So going on with him but again I mentioned we have three artists here and while I am not familiar at all with Will Sipzer, uh Ross Andrew and Mike Esposito both are known for good art and not all of that is present here With three artists working on the issue, it's obviously not going to be a consistent thing. You know, the the styles don't always mesh. But, I mean, we're talking like from page to page. The characters, they're still recognizable. They're all distinct. Everybody has a unique enough design that you know who is who, even without knowing their names. But the the character models, oh, they they change. Like one one page, Zen can look about as cool as he possibly can, and then the next he looks very goofy, very just round head on muscle body. Um it's it's a thing um i'm i'm not going to fault it too much everybody is very much intended to be a a cartoony carica- caricature appearance something like that because as i said this has a saturday morning cartoon feel it really seems like they probably were trying to push the idea of getting a saturday morning cartoon out of this they definitely wanted you to buy those toys. I have never seen those toys in the wild, folks. Has anyone else ever seen them? Can can you tell me were they of any decent quality at all? Somebody out there has to have seen these at a convention or some toy collector shop somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, the plot... Reduce, Reuse, Recycle, that, you know, Archie Comics, the their hero line, they had a big success with a thing called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures. You know, this is a book that spun off from the Turtles cartoon series more than the original comics, uh, after about, you know, a, a dozen issues at most half a dozen probably, yeah, a mini series, and then like three more single issues, it spun off into its own thing, took the toys, made them into interesting characters, and ran with it, and it ran for like another six years, and it was fun. It was really... It was the kind of book you wanted to bridge the gap from like what everyone considers an all-ages book, you know, kiddified stories, towards something slightly more mature. And at one point, you know, Archie Comics took the Turtles characters and started going on a, a, a conservation crusade, as best I could say. And it was a good platform for them. It worked. It was very nice. And then we come along with Zen Intergalactic Ninja, who goes full Captain Planet here. Again, nothing wrong. I want us to have a clean environment and a world to live in tomorrow, too, you know? But (sighs) burying the lead seems to be the, the term I'm gravitating toward here, but... Okay, so, overall, what do I think? It's not bad. If I were reading this at eight years old, yeah, I probably would have loved it. It, The single issue by itself is terrible because you really need the rest of the miniseries. Nothing happens in this issue. This is... You know, the episode of the old Doctor Who serial where they remind you what the actual plot is and then go run down the hall. Do you need this in your collection? Absolutely not. Not unless you are, like, a hardcore Zen collector. But is it fun? Kinda? It's definitely a thing. It's something that... It's an artifact of its era. And if, if that's your thing, go for it. Do I think everyone should read it? No. No. Th- this is a fair to Midland thing at best. So, I guess this is where I take another break, and I'll be back with some listener feedback. When you think of podcasts about religion, you probably think of this. But at least one religion podcast sounds more like this. I kick ass for the Lord. Dorkness to Light is a relatively geeky production in which Alan and Emily discuss topics of faith, religion, and spirituality. But we do so through the lens of pop culture, like movies, TV, and comic books, because we're nerds. Our primary focus will be on Christianity because that's what we know best. But all religious content is on the table. Well, think about it, Scully, from vampirism to Catholicism. This is an occasional cast to be recorded and released as the mood strikes, with topics ranging from in depth reviews to personal rants about some small aspect of theology or church history because we're theological nerds. If these topics interest you, check out Darkness to Light. Blogspot.com for our more regular content. Or dorkness.tolight.tumblr.com for our more irregular content. Memes and puns, mostly. My bad. Dorkness to light. Often irreverent, rarely sacrilegious. All right, folks. Thanks for sticking with me. This is, of course, the feedback portion where I get to thank all you lovely listeners who like shared... And spread all the love for this show on social media, but a few bits of uh, housekeeping cleanup here first. First things first, I am now on Blue Sky. You can find me at Coffee and Comics. Yes, I I sniped on that one. Got the name. Yay! Uh, second thing, if uh, you want to be more or less an official sponsor of this show, uh, there is a way. This show now has merch. We have shirts, magnets, coffee mugs, all that fun stuff available over on Public. You can find the link down in the show notes. Many thanks to the wonderful Gregory Litchfield for his Uh, Redesign of the logo and allowing me to use that on the actual site to be able to earn a little bit of swag, a little bit of a little bit of scratch for the swag. (laughs) All right, last episode where we looked at the Usagi Yojimbo comic that I forget the number right off. Got. All the social media loves from My lucha Sacrificio, Dark, Gene Hendrix, Gregory Litchfield, Mike Garvey, Chris at BTO and Bat Books, Relatively Geeky Network, Ed Moore, Crestatos Laurel, The Longbox Crusade, at. Boo underscore Suko, Al Sedano, and Jackson Zelda. Over on the Twitters, because I refuse to call it that stupid letter, Laurel said, Usagi! This is such a great comic. Looking forward to your episode. Well, I hope you enjoyed it, Laurel. And we got an email from Jason Zeller who reminded me, while I'm reading this, that it was Usagi Yojimbo Volume 3, Number 31. (laughs) Thank you, Jason. Jason says, I enjoyed your coverage of the issue. It sounds like a fun, engaging yarn. I have never actually read this character before, but several people whose opinions I trust on comic books have talked about how fun it is and recommended it. I guess you are the one who will finally get me reading Usagi. I'm glad to know that, Jason, because, quite frankly, uh, you've been missing out. He continues, Typically, I don't usually go for the anthropomorphic characters, but this one sounds right up my alley. I just looked, and my library has seven trade paperbacks on Hoopla, and I believe Volume 3 is included. I like how Usagi's performance was beneficial both to himself, but... Also kept the ghostly business of the innkeeper and his daughter's booming as well thanks and take care well thank you Jason for writing in and yes I really hope uh, you do enjoy it because I don't see how you couldn't Usagi is definitely right up your alley because I mean all the stuff you've recommended to me and and Usagi you know they all just kind of jive together. All right folks, that is pretty much it for the feedback portion. I want to thank you all for staying with me, for listening, and remind you that there is the link down there for the T public. And I guess that pretty much wraps it up. So, I'll just say feel free to write in, contact the show, follow me on Blue Sky if you're there. And Come back again to the place where the comics are never too old and the coffee is never too cold. This has been a Coffee and Comics production. All material referenced herein is copyright the respective owners and is believed covered under fair use. Feedback can be left by emailing coffee and Podcast at gmail.com, visiting the website at coffee and or on Twitter at Coffee Comics